Well, hi everybody. Um, I'm gonna read six poems tonight. Um, I don't think they're all done. Uh, they're from a pile of poems that I think is gonna be the next book about the great mother. I don't know if that'll be apparent in, in these or not, but I, somehow I know they fit in this, in this book. So this first one um, is in my mother's voice. And her name is Hope, but in the family she's Hopi, so. Uh, and this is about my Aunt Zella. This is called The Night Zella Died. Now, this was not some aunt that was old when we were little. Zella was one of us. Me and her and Betty graduated high school together, then married brothers. I remember holding hands with Zella in the fourth grade. I can see clear as day how she always looked running on ahead and swinging her hips and laughing over her shoulder. So that night, I told Betty and Gladys and Vivian, you girls go on out to dinner. I'm gonna stay here by the phone. I mean, all us women of the family, we drove all the way down to Florida to be with Zella and her girls and I didn't want them girls to call and us not be there. I said, I'll get a piece of cheese out of the fridge. That's what I like anyway. And Fanny, that's the friend of Betty's mother that let us stay with her while we were down there. She said, I'll stay too, and I'll make Hopi a cheese sandwich, and it'll be the best cheese sandwich she's ever had in her whole life. And she did, and it was, and they called. And Fanny said, now, I'm not gonna say a word when they get back, Hopi. I'll leave that up to you. As soon as they got through the door, she said, Jewel, you come over here and sit down. Vivian and Gladys, you go over on the couch, and Betty, you come over here and sit by your mother. Then Fanny looked at me. Okay, Hopi, she said, now you tell them. Uh, some of you know already that uh, I had a heart attack a couple years ago. Had it in the hospital across the hall from the cardiologist's office. And so I am here with you because that was where it happened. Um, I thought it would take me a really long time to write about it. I thought it would take a long time. Um, but some months after, um, I started to write a few poems, and I'm gonna read those. One thing that happened was I didn't like, I felt such tenderness for my heart. Um, I didn't like it that they called it a heart attack. So this poem is called Attack. As if the heart had gone turncoat and fisted herself into a knot, tight wadding breath, blocking off thought and the light in the kitchen, the road to the daughter's house just down the way, and the whole of the soft, soft morning in May. As if the heart 
were a weapon formed against you, an enemy at the gate, and not the lone runner from the outskirts bent under the weight, the gravity of the word she carried. Collapsing at your back door, the bodies crumple the only word she can muster, as if she herself were not breaking, as if she were not your own truest self there in your kitchen in the morning, not the open windows of your daughter's house down the road, as if your heart were not, for you, the whole soft breath of May and everything else of this world that you've known along the way. This actually happened to me um, as I was taking a stress test. So this is, that's the, that's the little room I'm in in this poem. The End of the Road. It didn't feel like anything I knew as a road. And I didn't see any signs saying it was ahead. No barrier or sinkhole. No broken bridge or cliff's edge. It was only my kitchen I saw. The nurse had put the leads back on me and begun to whisper her mantra. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and to pace back and forth in that little room like a person who can't believe it. She put a tiny bead-like pill under my tongue. And though just now, I think toll, I think coin for my passage. In the moment, I thought only I might not go home. And I saw my kitchen, just the small counter space by the sink as I had left it, crowded with dishes and old containers pulled from the fridge for trash day. The cupboard doors above the counter closed over all the colored dishes and a dense black fuzz around the edges of the vision closed in like a camera shutter in slow motion, about to click. The most surprising thing of all, how very real that click was, how very, very small. I keep trying to tell you for all the daughters of two girls. I keep trying to tell you to rest, but I read in your eyes already the growing list of tasks waiting for you at home. I don't know what they are, but I know you are only bearing with me as I keep trying to tell you. Putting off the moment, already too tired, when you'll shoulder your little one, his whole life in your charge, and carry him out to the little blue car bought on your 16th birthday. It's on its third engine now, having twice already slowed to a stop off the side of the interstate with nothing left to go on. You need to save something back, I keep trying to tell you, 
something you can go on. You push off from the couch and begin to gather up his cups and cars, shoes and socks. As you pause in the doorway, I pat his small back, rounded at your shoulder, and circle my other around, arm around to hug you both. We are a small solar system then. You, the sun at the center, he the nearer planet, and I the one beyond. You stand and hug back until I drop my arms so you can go. Our own sun will burn out someday, the scientists tell us, though we think we don't have to know this. It's all such a long time away, so many, many years from now, so far beyond our lives and thought. You wave from the car, and I keep wanting to tell you, it's not so very far off. It's not. I had an echocardiogram. Um, and that's the story of this, of this poem. Leaning, leaning. Who doesn't love that song? Especially at the end of the day, especially after a terrible trial, dread and fear melting away on that brightening path that leads to those everlasting arms. Jesus right there at the end with his arms open, just like he always said he would be. Will I be able to see my heart? I asked the nurse as she looked at her computer screen for an opening to schedule my echo. Not like you think, she said. Yes, but not like you think. After some questions, the technician lowers the lights in the ultrasound room. Oh, she said, that looks so comfortable. For she had told me to lie on my side on the table, and I lay on my left side as tender with my heart as a new mother lying on her side to nurse her baby, maybe on a porch swing, maybe at dusk with the stars just coming out. I watched the screen the way over the years I had watched for the heartbeats of babies. My blood flowed up and down through my heart's chambers, up and down across the screen in orange and yellow and blue like flames. The dark valves opened and closed like bellows. I could have stared into that hearth forever. And then, the way the ring of a spinning gyroscope or a balance wheel might present itself to your eyes, flat and visible for only an instant. Some combination of the tech wand and my heartbeat flashed onto the screen, the goddess. Picture any image you may have seen of her, dark inside a ring, many armed and dancing or crowned with fire. Her arms, dark whips against the orange, yellow, white, blue flames of my blood, beckoning, warning, working arms, too quick to follow with your eyes. God, right there in your heart, yes, but not like you think. Arms not made for leaning, 
buffer are flying. And then I'm going to finish with a poem that's not exactly about my heart. Um, the, the coffee table book that, that Sharon showed you has photographs of flowers in it. And um, Georgella wrote some, and I wrote some. And this is my um, sunflower poem called Prayer. May she dress us all in sunflowers. May she love our uncombed petals, turn us to the light, and make rich with seed the dark at our centers. May she untangle our roots under the earth. May she loosen them enough that we find each other underground. May we grab hold and hold on and be a field instead of alone. When it's time, may she bring us together into her house and remind us about the roots and the seeds. May she hear our prayer. May she be pleased.